0: You're listening to The Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 79, Marvel vs. Sony, The Battle We Never Saw Coming.
1: This is The Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie.
0: Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to Episode 79 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Bettry. Hello,
1: Brian!
0: And so, we have news today. Boy, do we have news, and we have some uh, a bunch of things to talk about, and I know some of you out there are wondering, are they going to talk about that thing that happened this week?
1: We're not. No. no. Of course we're going to talk about that thing <laughs> that happened this week.
0: Why would we not talk about that thing that happened this week? If we don't talk about that thing that happened this week... We might as well just shut down the Geek Watch podcast. We have to talk about it. there There's going to be some things we talk about first because we got to work up to this. So hang in there. We will get to that subject. Yeah, but, but- we
1: know none of you care about it at all. <laughs> not,
0: just, not in the slightest. not a slight-
1: concerned even in the slightest. Not
0: you know. at all. But before we get to that, because we got to work up to it, uh, of course, <laughs> I saw a trailer I wanted to talk about. Now, this is not going to sound at all geeky, but hang in there with me. Uh, okay. So this will get somewhere. But I saw a trailer for a new TV show called The Morning Show. Do you know about this? Nope. Nope. Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell, okay, Steve mm-hmm. Carell, I should say. Yeah, they play the role of of uh, two morning talk show hosts. If you remember Regis and Kathie Lee back in the okay. day, that kind of a so setup. It's,
1: it's not Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell hosting a show; they're playing characters that host a show, right? Okay.
0: So basically, what happens is uh, Steve Carell's character something terrible happens. He gets caught up in a scandal and he gets fired. Okay, after mm-hmm. years of the two of them working together, now he's off the show. And so, which puts her in a really bad situation because she's having to do the show on her own, and they were considered a team. So, all the messed up stuff that he did, now they kind of look at her, you oh, know. Uh-huh. Plus, as one of the producers put it, Jennifer Aniston's character is is getting very close to her, her due date, shall we say, Uh where... I'm trying to think of the nice way of saying it. There was a, uh, um, the LFD. Yes.
1: Okay. That's, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we'll just yep. put it that way. If you don't know what that is, look it up.
1: Look it up. Mm-hmm. And
0: so they're thinking they need to revamp everything. So she's trying to keep her job after and all of this. And they bring in a new host played by Reese Witherspoon. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and people really like her and she's, she's a breath of fresh air and it's like, you know, and you got Jennifer Anderson's character worried about she's about ready to lose her job and she's mad at Steve Carell's character because he left her to the wolves and, you know, and now there's this other person who's going to take her job. And this is a basically it's a TV series based mm-hmm. on all this. OK, now why I'm bringing all this up, although mm-hmm. it doesn't sound all that geeky, is this is a new show that's going to be appearing on Apple TV+. And that's why I'm bringing this up, because apparently all the stuff we've been talking about these last few weeks about the streaming wars, I've been hearing rumors about Apple TV Plus, and now they're really coming to the forefront. And that's their first offering. I also saw a teaser trailer for a show they're doing called For All Mankind. It's a very gritty, reality-based type of a show with a little twist to it. Basically, this show... The premise of it is, how would the United States have dealt in the 60s had Russia beat us to the moon?
1: Oh, speculative fiction. Okay. Yes. Sort of along the lines of Man in the High Castle. Right. Okay.
0: But when you see the trailer for the show itself, it looks extremely real. The only twist to it is the Russians beat us to to the moon. And what would that have done to American politics? Mm -hmm. What would that have done to popular culture? And it... It looks exactly like what you could imagine. It lo- it almost looks documentary, except for the fact, of course, that there's that little twist. But what what would happen to America, and what would what would happen to our culture, and all of that? Fascinating idea. Yeah. And when I saw the when I saw the trailer for it, I mm-hmm. thought amazing. Uh, there's another show uh, that they're talking about. It's called C S E E. Not to be confused with SCA, not only because yeah, uh, it's that sounds the same, but Jason Momoa is going to be starring in it, so <laughs> it's like it's, no, why it's not. Would, it's not Aquaman. Why wouldn't him. it
1: be in the sea? As, why wouldn't exactly. it be in the ocean?
0: So basically, Sea is a is a science fiction slash fantasy series that's set in a future where everybody's blind.
1: Okay, there's there's been a few like uh, novels and things along those lines where either you know by by necessity, like Bird Box. Or I think it was just called blindness. It was a a virus, I think, blinded the entire human population. So that'll be interesting.
0: Right yeah. now, I suspect what the plot of, the, of this TV show is going to be is that Jason Momoa's character is going to be the first person born in this in this future with actual sight. Mm, you everyone's
1: going to think he's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think so. There was a
1: there was a short story or a radio program, and I think it was it was called the Kingdom of the Blind, and a man went to a an island where all these people were blind and he was trying to describe things to them and they just thought he was insane. He's yeah. like, um, in, in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king is king. Okay. And well, but that's not true. The one-eyed man is crazy because he's trying to describe things that they just don't understand. Right. Yeah. And when he talks about the sky and they say, What's the sky? Sky, that's going to be very cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, so so Apple TV Plus is now getting. uh, They're coming to the forefront and they're taking their place in the streaming wars. Now, what makes them different is this: where everybody else is fighting for content, all of their content appears to be all original content. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not looking to buy other shows. They're making their own shows. Now, here's what's also interesting. They've already confirmed that the price tag per episode for The Morning Show and for C, I I haven't seen anything for uh, for All Mankind, but I suspect it'll be about the same price uh, point. But episodes are, they're spending for each individual episode (laughs) $15 million per episode.
1: Well, you know, with Jennifer Aniston, the last season of Friends, they all got a million dollars an episode. So, I'm not I'm not at all surprised by this. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, apparently they've already scheduled two seasons for the morning show. So, <laughs> and ten episodes a season. Mm-hmm. So, 150 million dollars has been spent on this one show. They're bringing in people like Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams, a bunch of other big names. They haven't announced yet. They have invested in Apple TV Plus. Apple has invested. About six billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Billion dollars. Now, a lot of money, no yeah. question. But when you you're dealing with a company that that their net worth is over three hundred billion, mm-hmm. this is not a problem. I mean, I've given them some of that money. I, I own an iPhone. Yeah. There. So they're they're going at this a little differently. Now, my understanding is. Apple TV Plus is going to cost about $9.99 a month, which is about the price point that you see at a lot of these streaming services. Right. Again, what's going to make them different is everything on their, st- on their channel apparently is going to be all original content, mm-hmm. which puts them a little bit behind the eight ball. I mean, let's f- I mean look at it.
1: A lot of catch up to do. Uh. Yeah,
0: because they're definitely not going to have the amount of content that Disney Plus is going to have. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any kind of Hollywood connections like Netflix or Hulu. But they got six billion dollars <laughs> that they're willing to invest, and they can invest more if they want. And so, I mean, it sounds like they're going to be taking some chances, but it, but it also looks like that they're they're looking to create some new mainstream stuff. I mean, you think of what Game of Thrones cost an episode? I mean, mm-hmm. about fifty million. After a while, it got to be that expensive. But hey, no dragons. You know, there are no dragons in the morning show. It's a Yet. pretty straight f- yeah. <laughs>
1: Yet,
0: <laughs> yeah, they may they may have to jump the dragon on this mm-hmm. one, perhaps. But the fact that they're willing to spend fifteen million dollars an episode, uh, I wonder if you know if that's not necessarily that might be kind of overspending. I think, although when you're dealing with that caliber of actor mm-hmm. and more than one of them, you know, you're bringing in Steve, uh, you know, Carole, which. Of course, he was doing. He's done TV, and Jennifer Aniston's done TV as well. But I mean, you're bringing in Reese Witherspoon as well, and I mean, other big names are going to be in this show. It's going to be like a TV show slash. Big long movie,
1: yeah. No episodic um, movie. Do you know their, I guess, formula? Are they going to do it along the lines of uh, Netflix and Amazon, put everything out at once? Or are they going to do it like Hulu and do it once a week? Do you know how that's going to. I'm
0: not sure yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, especially with the fact that they don't have a lot of content.
1: Yeah, that's what I. I was- don't
0: know if, if binging is going to be really their best strategy right, right now because they don't have a, a whole lot of that.
1: So I was thinking that, you know, if I do want. You know, I, I want to see these shows and stuff. What if I waited a year and then got it for a month and then binge watched all three of these cool sounding shows and then uh, like, OK, I'm done. And, you know, get rid of it like HBO Go or something. along those Yeah, lines.
0: Well, that's that's what's happened. That happens in, in a lot of other streaming services. And that's something that Apple TV has to look at, because right off the front, they have spent a lot of money which for them maybe is not that much, and they can afford to lose $9 billion, true. But with the fact that all their content has to be original content, that means that they have to have that wow factor. Like um, Again, they're bringing in Oprah Winfrey and Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams to come up with stuff. But at the same time, you need people who who sign on and stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the binge watcher is going to kill this model, so I don't think they're going to do binging. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, If they can bring content that's really gripping, which it seems like that's their plan, people are going to be willing to wait week to week to watch these episodes if they're that good. Right. So I think think that this is going to be an interesting addition to the Streaming Wars just because the model is different and it's going to give us something else but again there you go another 10 bucks you're going to have to figure out where got it, where it's coming from mm-hmm. but uh, as we get more information about about what's going on with Apple TV plus we will certainly talk about it but going to Netflix Netflix of course they're looking at getting brand new content and i heard about something that they're doing that uh, caught me a little bit by surprise but Kevin Smith is bringing He-Man and Masters of the Universe back Yep. Uh, as an animated series on, on Netflix.
1: I guess she did, you know, just exactly what Netflix was wanting it to do. and
0: I would have thought so, but here's what's weird. Since you brought that up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: apparently there's a rumor they're getting ready to cancel She-Ra.
1: I guess this could be its replacement. I don't know. I don't know what they're... Uh-
0: well, that's the other thing, too, is that they've had two seasons of She-Ra, and normally... With Netflix, they'll they'll give you two or three seasons and just cancel you regardless of how well you do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been reading some stuff about this new He-Man series. And apparently Kevin Smith is saying that, well, he's calling this, this series a uh, revelation. So he's wanting to go, I guess he's wanting to go a little bit deeper into the story. Although it's going to be, I don't know if they're bringing back the original artist and or voice actors. But it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the cartoon, the Filmation Cartoons, uh, from back in the 80s.
1: The very first one, not the reboot. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's also not going to be connected to the Masters of the Universe film that's starring Noah uh, Centineo, which is supposed to be released uh, next year.
1: Uh, We're not talking about Dolph Lundgren, then.
0: Yeah, we're not talking about (laughs) any of that. Yeah, we're not talking about that or the new (laughs) Masters of the Universe. It's based off of the cartoon. and, And apparently... Kevin Smith said that we may wind up seeing the last fight, the final fight between He-Man and Skeletor in this Mm. series. So, we don't have a date, a release date yet announced. Like I said, we know about this because Kevin Smith put up an Instagram picture of the poster, and so we know they're working on it. We don't know when we're going to see it, but... uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with it. Of course, major fanboy as he is for for a lot of the old school uh, fandom stuff, like we all are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, definitely, he's going to want to uh, to have the the spirit and the feel of the of the original cartoon. Although, let's be honest, the cartoon was kind of cheap. There was a lot of reused footage over and over oh, again. Yeah.
1: That was just a product of its time. <laughs>
0: yeah, it certainly was. And uh, cell
1: animation, uh you, you absolutely had to. Um, especially the the backgrounds and the uh, the the mats and you know having to to redo a lot of uh, well you know it's Disney with all its Disney money recycled animations so it's, right n- that's not new
0: no it, it's not new mm-hmm. and certainly the filmation stuff was was wrought with a lot of it so mm-hmm. I wonder if Kevin Smith isn't going to do a little bit of that sort of as a nod and 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 kind of a <laughs> maybe a little bit of a joke to that but i guess we will find out now one other streaming thing that i thought we could uh, we should mention is i saw that uh, starting this saturday september the 24th uh youtube of course they've been creating original content and it hasn't been shall we say as successful as some other thing there of course uh uh you they had the science fiction uh show impulse they had the documentary series Nightfield, which is, of course, a lot of uh, shows about, you know, the mind and how the mind works, mm-hmm. which I, I found fascinating. It's it's uh, It's been a really interesting show hosted by Vsauce. And, of course, the, probably the most famous of the YouTube originals has been Cobra Kai.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, September 24th, what they're going to do is they're going to take the their original shows out of the paywall. So... If you don't have YouTube Red, you're now going to be able to watch these shows. Now, if you are a member of YouTube Red, there's going to be extra content you're going to be able to see that that you won't be able to see for free. The extra, you know, the DVD extras, I guess you could call <laughs> them. But if you've not seen these before, uh, you'll be able to watch them free of charge on YouTube. Now, whether they're doing this permanently, I mean, it sounded like they're doing this on a permanent basis. <laughs> But I don't know if they're planning on putting maybe – maybe they're releasing these shows to to let people get an idea about the type of programming they're doing on YouTube Red and that they're going to be creating more content for behind the paywall and they're going to have this as sort of like a gateway to attract people into possibly purchasing YouTube Red down the road to see other shows I don't know what their plan is, but if you've not seen any of these shows and you've been interested in them, starting this Saturday, the 24th of September, you'll be able to watch them free of charge. Now, let's talk a little bit of movie news before we get to the big movie news.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just been announced. We're getting a Matrix 4.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves, he's getting ready to remake all the films that he was a part of. <laughs> I'm... Really hoping and praying that uh, Mnemonic Man is not going to be one of them. Um, Johnny
1: Mnemonic.
0: Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. uh, Which broke my heart because I remember reading the original story in Omni Magazine when I was in high school. Wow. I I was a huge William Gibson fan, and I remember Johnny Mnemonic, and I remember thinking that that would make an amazing movie someday. I later on came to the realization it could also make a really bad movie Mm. someday. It really depends. <laughs> so Keanu Reeves is coming back. Carrie Ann Moss is coming back. Lana Wachowski is set to write and direct. So they're putting the band back together. Yeah. Now, this could be good or bad news. It really depends on how you really what you felt about the Matrix 2 and 3, I suppose.
1: Maybe they're they're pulling, you know, the kind of trend going on right now as a direct sequel to the first film like Halloween and several movies like that are going.
0: Well, there might be a possibility, but I'm thinking since uh, Lana Wachowski had produced and wrote and directed 2 and 3, I don't think she's going to be really all that Keen to say, oh, that stuff didn't really happen. <laughs> I mean, if she does it, I think that's going to be... That's a gutsy move, mm-hmm. let's just say. That's a really gutsy move if, if, if she goes down that road. But I don't see that happening just because, like I said, how how much she put into the, the second and the third movie. Of course... I, I love the first movie. I did have issues with the second and third one, not as much as I think maybe some, some people did. I, I do feel that, you know, if you had stopped uh, the Matrix at the first one and, and not done a second and a third one, its position in cinema history would be, uh, I think, a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And there'd probably be a lot more excitement for a sequel right now, just in that aspect of. It's been so many years, and, and he was just starting this war. What's happened in the meantime? Mm-hmm. So, if they were to say, well, second, the second and third movies didn't happen, where people, there might be a, a little more excitement for that. Like, it, But like I said, under the circumstances, I don't know if that's going to happen. I wouldn't expect it. But, of course, as we get more new, uh, news about it, we will definitely talk about it for sure. Right. Okay, let's end the show with... Um, some news, <laughs> a minor uh, blip that we we just happen to notice because, of course, we notice these sort of things. Apparently, a little something's uh, happened with uh, Disney and Sony.
1: Yep, and they're uh, they're getting a divorce. Uh, they're fighting over the kids.
0: Yeah. Yep. So the uh, the long and short of it, basically, for the the three or four geek watchers out there who may be off the grid and don't know what happened, and it surprised everybody because. The news just popped it uh, didn't know. make sense it didn't make it didn't make sense and it it came out of nowhere this week. Uh, we're just hearing about this it, this started yesterday for us, and so I've been keeping track of the news ever since, which has been a tidal wave of of different stories when I first heard it yesterday, I thought it might be fake news, but then as I started to research it, I found out okay, this is what was happening so the t l d r on this is that, uh, of course, Disney and Sony came up with a deal. Sony owned the intellectual property for Spider-Man and several other Marvel characters. And Disney and Sony were able to make a deal which allowed Disney to not only use Spider-Man as a character in their movies, but to help Sony develop uh, Spider-Man movies under their studio. The way that the deal uh, was originally set was that Marvel would have the ability to use Spider-Man in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, in in Disney films, which is how they introduced Tom Holland as Spider-Man, of course, in Captain America's Civil War. After that, of course, Kevin Feige went over to Sony and worked with Amy Pascal and helped produce their Spider-Man movies using the same character. Now, they were also able to use Marvel characters like Iron Man and Happy Hogan to help develop uh, Spider-Man at Sony. And so the deal basically was for the Sony films. Whenever uh, Disney used uh, Spider-Man in Marvel films, uh, Sony didn't get a cut of it at all. They didn't make any money off of that. But when uh, Disney came over to Sony to help them develop the Spider-Man movies, the way the deal was set was this. Kevin Feige would come over and help them do productions of the movies and, of course, help them keep the movies in line with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel, or Disney, would get 100% of any marketing, any type of toys or whatever was made. Disney would take care of that, and they would get the money for that. Sony would pay for the production costs for the movies, but they would get to keep the majority of the money made from the films. The only money that that Disney got from any of the Sony Spider-Man films that they helped produce was five percent of the gross of the opening day. Okay, that's it. Any money after that, Sony got to keep. So that's that was the deal that they had set up originally. And so they're back at the uh, they're back at the table renegotiating, and which you can understand. I mean, that the deal had come per, come to an end, and they wanted to continue their relationship, obviously, and of course, Spider Man Far From Home. Just broke a billion dollars. So definitely a lot of money involved there. And so Marvel decided and Disney decided they wanted to renegotiate their deal. And this is the deal that they set in front of Sony. They wanted to change the the payment arrangement as far as the movies. Instead of getting 5% of the uh, opening day's gross, they wanted to cut the profits 50-50 down the middle. Now, because of that, Marvel also said that since they were getting 50% of the profits, that they would take on 50% of the costs of making the film. So they would pay for half of the production costs for the film, but they would also get 50% of the profits of the, of the movie when it came out. Okay. Now, as somebody who has studied deal making and, and, and games theory, I can tell you right now, Marvel did not expect to get that deal. That was the deal that they offered. Whenever you go into a negotiation, you don't offer, you don't go to the table with what you think is reasonable. You shoot for the moon because between what you want and what you, that first offer, there's a lot of room for maneuvering. And so you, you shoot for the moon. You don't expect to get it, but you got all this room between what you think is reasonable and that. And the person on the other side might go, okay, we'll we'll agree to that. And then you've gotten the moon. But I really don't believe that Marvel went to the table with that deal expecting to get it. That's just negotiations. That's the way negotiations work. They expected uh, Sony to come back with a counteroffer, but that's not what happened. Sony said, forget you, and left the table. We're taking We're taking Spider-Man. We're taking our ball and going home. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're finished. That's it. Didn't come back with a, any kind of an offer. They just left the negotiation and said, that's it. Spider-Man is no longer part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're done. And then the internet exploded. Yep. And it
1: and continues to do so. Yes. The smoke, the ash is still falling.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like and, the Amazon.
0: Uh, here's where things got a little, uh, got interesting because Sony came out with a tweet. I think it, it was either late yesterday or early this morning explaining their side of the situation. And according to them, what happened and the reason why the deal didn't get made is that Kevin Feige went to the table and told them... I'm not going to be involved in the Marvel uh, in the Sony movies any longer because with Disney Plus coming out and a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, I'm just spread too thin. I don't have time to give my time to a property that Marvel doesn't own completely. And since we don't own that property, we I have to leave. Nothing personal. And Sony said that's what he said and we'd love to have him back someday whenever he has the time and we'd love to work with him again but we wish him the best, which all of us knew was a lie. We knew that wasn't what happened. The news had already been out that Marvel put out a deal. Sony didn't like it. They didn't come up with a counter offer and they left the dealing table. Okay. We know that's what happened. So right off the bat, Sony basically tried to swerve this with an obvious, not telling the truth with a liar, liar, pants on fire, which is not a good look. And Sony has a big problem right now. Let me just say this before we we start getting talking into details, because I know uh, Mandy, you got a lot that you that you've been thinking about this as well, oh. things that you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, just the same, you know, all the funny memes of that. You know, uh, Disney it was like, you know, Fox tried this, and so. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Well, yeah.
1: That's a nice company. It'd be it'd be a uh, be a shame if someone bought it right from under you.
0: Well, the thing about it is. I don't want you to get the idea that I feel like that the, that the deal that, that Marvel offered Sony was really all that fair. Okay, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that Sony should have taken the deal. I mean, I'm sure that there, are, that there are fans out there who feel that with what Sony brings to the table compared to what Marvel brought to the table for the Spider-Man movies, that the fair cut is that Sony gets 5% of the first, we, uh, the first day's gross and Marvel should get the rest of it because in a real sense, they're doing all the work. Let them give Sony 5% of the first day's gross to pay for having you know, the rights to use Spider-Man. Let them make the movies, put Sony out of it. That's fair because, you know, because really what does Sony have to offer besides the IP? And I can't say that 100% agree with that. I, I can't. What I'm going to be talking about mostly is not necessarily what's fair, but what's facts. And facts are very seldom fair. Okay. Here's the thing. There was a time when Marvel was struggling. They were knocking on bankruptcy's door. And that's the reason why studios like Fox and Sony were able to get the rights to many of these Marvel characters because Marvel didn't have any way of making movies. And so they sold the rights, the movie rights to a lot of these characters to make some money to basically keep the, you know, keep the wolves away from the door to keep, keep the bill collectors page, you know. And, and Sony has done well by Spider-Man in the past. Uh, the 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 Raimi movies, except possibly the third one, didn't do. I mean, which didn't do as well as the other two. Uh, the first two did extremely well. But the problem is, Sony is not that studio anymore. And we know what happened to the to the last two Spider-Man movies they tried to make before they cut the deal with Marvel.
1: The Andrew Garfield movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't do so well. The last one was a complete flop. And the thing about it is this whole, this whole deal with, with Sony and Marvel and the backlash they're starting to receive is something that Sony is not really good at dealing with. I hate to bring up 2016, but there was a movie that was a very popular intellectual property that involved four of the funniest women working in comedy today, and they made a flop movie out of it. Now, whether or not it deserved to be a flop or not, you know, that's, that's up for debate. Uh, I'm not here to debate that, but the way Sony dealt with the backlash that they had to deal with, fair and unfair, over Ghostbusters 2016, mm-hmm. they didn't handle it very well, and it cost them. Now they're dealing with backlash again. Now, they still have Tom Holland, they still, to make movies, but think about this. How much stuff can they not use in a Spider-Man movie on their own? Mm -hmm. lots of stuff. They can't mention S.H.I.E.L.D., they can't bring up Iron Man ever, although it was a huge part. Uh, Nick Fury, uh, Happy Hogan, a ton of stuff that Mm -hmm. they can't use that they have to pretend like it never happened.
1: The Avengers, the Infinity Stones, Thanos. uh,
0: His suits up to this point have all been Stark tech. So, they might still be able to use what the suits look like but they can't use Stark tech There's a lot of stuff that they can't deal with. And also, again, like I said, they're having to deal with fan backlash, which they're not that good at doing. (laughs) And all the debates that I've been hearing and all the back and forth, positive and negative, no one has suggested once that Sony has the ability to make a good Spider-Man movie without Marvel. Nobody has even come close to even suggesting that that's a possibility. That's not good. I mean, that's not good for Sony at all. And the thing is, they've only had, in the history of their company, they've only had one other movie make a billion dollars, and that's been Skyfall, the James Bond film.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Most of their films don't do very well. There was a point where Sony was getting ready to sell themselves off because they were getting ready to go bankrupt. And I can understand why they want to keep a a large amount of the money they make from Spider-Man because they need it because a lot of their movies don't do very well. And they uh they suffer from a lot of flops recently. Movies that should have done I mean, they have been desperate for a Marvel-sized franchise. They tried to do it with Ghostbusters and they're they're taking another shot at it with this new Ghostbusters movie. But they have all these Marvel characters. Cuz Spider-Man is not the only character they have. And they're working on a Venom 2, and we talked about that before. They're doing a, a Mobius movie. They're wanting to do uh, a Craven the Hunter film. There's a bunch of films that they want to do with these characters that they have because they want that Marvel-sized franchise because they need it. If you look at the movies that uh, they've put out this last year, most of them are tanked. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Uh, you know, A movie studio can't survive that way. No. Here's another issue, and this is something that happened today, and I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it in this manner, but I wanted to bring this up. Sony is pulling a Marvel, a Marvel Endgame stunt uh, with Spider-Man Far From Home, because it's been out for a while, and it's getting ready to leave theaters, and what what Sony's doing is they're getting ready to release Spider-Man Far From Home with an additional scene. Extended
1: an addi- edition. <laughs> an extended
0: edition scene. You know, it's like... Your last chance to see it before it leaves the theaters and, hey, here's a little something extra mm-hmm. that you didn't see before. Come back and check it out, right? And of course, the minute they tweeted that out, a bunch of tweets came up, upset about the fact that, you know, Spider-Man is leaving uh, Marvel and all of that. It made me think of this. What happens if nobody shows up or very few people show up for this extended cut Spider-Man? What happens if they don't come? Sony's in a huge problem then, because now they know that the fan rage and, you know, everything that's out there, you know, in the public, how that's going to affect their bottom line and what it could do to a, a new Spider-Man movie that might have Tom Holland in, might have the same director, but is not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is going to be really telling. And also, let's, well, I'll just bring this up as well. Because obviously we we're going to talk about this next week because, of course, this weekend D23 is coming up. And mm-hmm. we've been talking about that for a little while. Yes. Disney's big conference. And, of course, we are definitely going to be talking about what happens at D23 next week because that's going to be the news. But here's the thing. Whatever Marvel decides to say about the the Sony deal at D23, it's going to be what the perception is going to be. Because it's not like Sony has some big convention they're holding where they're going to be able to tell their side of it. And again, I'm not saying that's fair. That's just facts. And so Disney, for a real sense, has uh, control of what the conversation is going to be. Now, with that said, there has been talks that Sony and Disney are back at the table talking.
1: Yeah, I figured that was coming.
0: Yeah, To be honest, we shouldn't have heard any news about any type of a thing. I think Sony jumped they jumped the gun, and, and I think that they, they may have deliberately leaked the fact that they had left the table in hopes that it would pressure Marvel into cutting them a really good deal, maybe even a better deal than what they had before. But if that's what they thought, unfortunately, they don't understand how negotiations work. Number one, because they took the first offer that that Marvel had at face value. But also, they forgot or did not know the most important lesson that you learn in negotiating, which is this. The person at the negotiating table who can walk away from the table and mean it, is the winner. So the question is this, who in that group can do that? Can Marvel walk away from the table without Spider-Man? You bet they can. You better believe they can. They just made a deal with Fox. They like Spider-Man. They like using Spider-Man. Do they need Spider-Man? No. They have a bunch of characters. Especially if they can paint the narrative that it's all Sony's fault and Sony screwed the pooch when it came to having Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They can walk away. Sony's really not in a position to walk away right now, because especially if they if they have to deal with fan backlash, this not only hurts Spider-Man, but this hurts all the plans they have for all these other things. And And people have mentioned that Venom did really well, which it did. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did really well and deserved to. Good stuff. Those weren't in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I would argue this. Because they were Marvel adjacent, I think that they did benefit from some goodwill from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because of the fact that Sony was willing to work with Marvel, I think a lot of the Marvel fans were like, well, these aren't Marvel films technically, but they're working together, they're on our side, they're our, they're on our team. With them leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're not going to have that anymore, and they might have less goodwill than they did before, because if, again... If Sony is being painted as the bad guys in all this, then it's going to hurt all of their Marvel films. I mean, there's already hashtag boycott uh, Sony. I mean, it's already trending. And my suggestion is, if you want to know for sure what the effect is going to be, let's see what happens to Spider-Man Far From Home this weekend. Let's see what happens. Let's see what the numbers look like when they do the re-release with the extra footage do people co- still go, go to see it, or do they not? And if they don't, Sony's got a problem. I think under this circumstance, because of the fact that I think Sony may have jumped the gun, I think they've put themselves in a, a really bad situation. Now, I think that uh, Marvel can afford to be magnanimous in this, in this uh, situation, and they're probably going to get a better deal than they had before. Because I think Sony's back is against the wall. I don't believe that Sony is going to cut the cord. I honestly don't think that they, can, that they can afford to do it. And I think that they are at least intelligent enough to know they can't do it. So I think at the end of the day, we are going to keep Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think he goes away. I think Sony pays a price for this bit of gamemanship that, that basically went south on them. If for some reason they decide to hold the line and they decide to cut ties, I think it really hurts Sony in the, lo- uh, in the short term. I mean in the long run I think it hurts them in a huge way, but in the short I think it's going to hurt them in the short term. And I, and I think ultimately what'll wind up happening is Disney in their deep pockets will probably roll in and buy those properties eventually. I think that's what'll happen. It'll be it might be years down the road before we see Spider-Man again. I I've heard some people say, well, if Sony cuts ties, they're going to fire Tom Holland and reboot the whole, whole series, which Maybe they decide to do that. I Again, I think that's a huge mistake if they do that. Because of all the goodwill Tom Holland has been to the movies, you need that. You need to keep some of the momentum that you've had in these. You can't go to a dead stop because then you're done. Because everybody remembers those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films. And no knock to Andrew Garfield. He was a good actor. He did, he did what they, they asked him to do. But Sony right now, they're in a position where if they think that they know how the Marvel secret sauce works, I, I think they're going to be, they're in for uh, the shock of their lives because I don't think that they've got that quite figured out yet. And because of the fact that right now they've got, they do have one foot in the grave because a lot of their movies just do not break even. That puts them in a, a situation where they are desperate for, for money, but it also puts them in a situation where they're very dependent. Now, I don't know what they do to get them out of that situation. But as of right now, they sure as hell need Marvel a lot more than Marvel needs them. And when you are trying to negotiate a deal, that is the worst place that you can be in. So what I can say at this situation is, as it develops, we'll definitely talk about it uh, next week. If there's any new news, as I said, uh, my prediction is Sony is going to cut a deal. They are going to go back to the table because they have to. And if they take the poison pill, I don't know what happens to Sony after that. It's is going to be very rough, but we'll talk about it next week for sure. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 79 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher, reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production.